Podcast Answer Man, episode number 130. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, today I want to let you know that this podcast is, of course, sponsored by me. If you're looking for any kind of audio equipment to improve the sound of your show, you need some help on getting started in the field of podcasting, I'd love to consult with you one-on-one or talk with you about equipment. Check out podcastanswerman.com. Today, we're going to be talking about my favorite podcaster, or one of the two favorite podcasters in the world that I have, and that's Leo Laporte. So anyway, if you guys haven't heard about this already, which I I recognize that most of the audience that listens to Podcast Answer Man, a a very high percentage, I'd say minimum 80% of you, probably know who Leo Laporte is. And for those of you who do not know who Leo Laporte is, this is going to be a probably a relatively boring exercise of me sharing uh, just how excited I am about who Leo Laporte is and, and why um, I follow everything that he does. And it all started with the fact that many years ago, I, I've i always been into technology ever since I was a little kid. I, I think I took my first computer apart when I was eight years old to find out how that Commodore VIC-20 worked. And I've been into technology ever since. I mean, any piece of technology I could get my hands on. I mean, I used to get excited about calculators back in the day. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, the whole fact that they had these solar panels and you could you could turn on a calculator with no batteries. I would that stuff excited me. So I've always been excited about technology and I, many years ago, I remember when Stephanie and I were married, it was, I, I guess this was, well, it, we had been married for several years, but we had uh, finally gotten uh, satellite TV for the very first time. And I think that was probably back in 2004, early 2005. And I remember tuning in and just checking out all the different channels that were available to us. And they had this thing called ZD, this channel called ZDTV. And ZDTV was, uh, stood for Ziff Davis Television, and it was a network that he uh, started up about, it, which was all, te- all technology, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And on this technology channel, they had this TV show called The Screensavers. And back in the day when I first started watching it, it was Leo Laporte and a girl named Kate Patello. And I loved it. I mean, these two people were just out standing in front of a camera, geeking out, talking about all the different ins and outs of computers. I mean, they would talk about graphics cards. They would talk about RAM. And I remember when they introduced the, you know, the DDR RAM, you know, DDR2 RAM. And, uh, you know, whenever the newest IPM chip came out, they were or in, not in IBM, but the Intel chips came out and then the Athlons and AMDs, everything else. I mean, it, it was an all geek all of the time. And I absolutely loved it. Now, Leo also did another show on tech TV called uh, Call for Help. I didn't like it as much as I did Screensavers, but it was very good. And, and one of the things that I recognized right off the bat is that Leo had this personality. He had this charisma to who he was and to who he is. And he also, you could tell, it was he's not he wasn't just a TV personality, uh, paid to talk about te- technology. He was a technology geek 
to the core who happened to be paid to be on television. So it it was just it was all good. And I, I really loved just about anything he did on on the screen savers or call for help. And of course, through this technology network on television, I was introduced to a bunch of other personalities like Chris Perillo, Kevin Rose, uh, you know, Dan, I can't remember Dan's last name. Dan Hubbard, I think is was his name, but Jessica Corbin, uh, Patrick Norton, uh, Robert Heron and and just so many other people. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about all the awesome things that that tech TV or actually that ZDTV was. And then one day it got bought out uh, by another company and, and then uh, it became tech TV or I, I'm not sure if it was bought out or not, but uh, or if they just changed the name. But anyway, it was changed eventually to tech TV. And then eventually down the road, things went really south when they sold the network to, I think it was G4 TV uh, but I, which I think was owned by Comcast. I'm not exactly sure about that, but I'm almost positive. And it was not cool because what they did is they eventually ruined the network. It, it, it became all gaming all the time. So it was like this gaming network and they got rid of the real cool geeky stuff. And they even eventually they got rid of Leo Laporte and tried to do the screensavers without Leo Laporte. And I'll tell you, that did not go over well. Uh, I watched it for a little bit, but it was not the same show. It, I recognized it was Leo. Now, during the the show, I, get, I came to understand that Leo had a website called leoville.com. And I would occasionally follow up and see what's going on in his blog. And when all of a sudden I noticed he wasn't on tech TV anymore, I would read his blog. It's like, what's going on? Did Leo get fired? Did, you know, what happened here? And Leo really never said a whole lot about it, at least that I, I caught you know, of anything, but, uh, you know, I, I recognized that, you know, things were changing. The station got purchased by somebody else and, and things were changing. And I found out that, you know, Leo had, had been doing radio and that he had a radio show on the weekend, uh, with a station called KFI. And he was like KFI, the, the tech guy or something like that. And, or maybe it was something else. He was somebody, something else. He's the tech guy now. But anyway, he was doing this radio show. And then I, I learned a little bit more about Leo after reading his blog. And this may have even been before he left Tech TV. I learned that he had had a broadcasting career in radio. Uh, I think he's been in broadcasting in radio for more than um, 30 years now. And so and if I'm wrong on that, I, it's got to be at least that. But I'm almost positive I've heard 30 years uh, and somebody in the chat room is saying since 1977. So yeah, definitely more than 30 years. So, you know, I, I started listening to his radio show via his website. Now, this is before podcasting became available. He was posting links to MP3 files on his website because I really wanted to hear what Leo Laporte was saying about the latest in technology. And that's what this radio show he was doing on the weekend was about. Well, somebody called in. Somebody called in. And I think it was a young kid who actually called in and told him about podcasting and why don't you put these things in an RSS feed. And, and of course, he eventually started talking about on his radio show. He, he created this, this, tech, or this uh, podcast feed for his radio rec- show recordings. And lo and behold, that's where Leo got started into podcasting. Now, not too long after that, Leo started um, a, a podcast just for the sake of podcasting. 
uh, with a bunch of friends of his that he had met over the over time uh, from the tech TV days. And it was like him and uh, let's see, Kevin Rose, Patrick Norton, John C. Dvorak, who was also from uh, Tech TV. He used to do a thing called Silicon Spin and just a bunch of other folks that, I mean, these were all very familiar names. And as soon as I heard that, uh, and they're asking in the chat room here, was that uh, This Week in Tech or MacBreak? This Week in Tech was the very first show. And of course, it wasn't called This Week in Tech until like episode eight or nine. Uh, but it, matter of fact, the the first name of the podcast that he created was called The Revenge of the Screensavers, which the company who bought out um, Tech TV had a problem with that, and so they made them change it. Uh, and in fact, if you go back to the archives and like listen to episode number one, you'll it'll say Re- Revenge of the Bleep Bleep in episode one. Uh, it's kind of funny. But anyway, so he started this network and, and, and this podcasting. And I remember listening to these episodes and I will tell you, they actually sounded horrible. I mean, they really did. Although back then I had no idea it sounded horrible. I had nothing to compare it to. So it sounded great to me. All right. But going back and I recently just went into the um uh, uh, basically they went into the, uh, I went into the archives to pull some things out and it, and it sounds so different today. I mean, he sounds very professional, sounds totally awesome. This kind of stuff that they're doing, but I'm going to be playing some stuff from the archives of them and you'll hear the difference. Uh, or at least you'll hear a little bit about how they sounded when they first started things out. But it, so they started this podcast called this week in or well it was called uh the revenge of the screensavers eventually they said you know hey we need some help renaming this and and i think around episode number four or five i I remember them getting so excited hey we have a thousand subscribers i'm so excited and the next week it's like oh my gosh we have two thousand subscribers and they were really excited just in the same way you and i as podcasters get really excited when we first see our numbers start to you know creep up and of course you know you may not be getting a thousand subscribers right overnight uh but you know, we still the same. I mean, Leo had literally millions of people around the world who knew of him through his various different things, radio show and TV for so many years. So uh, once people caught on to this was going on, and of course, you got blogging and everything else, you know, word spread and, and people started subscribing. Now, uh and, and Steve's in the chat room. And he says, I get excited when I get one or two new subscribers. Absolutely. And you should. You should get excited about one or two because that's one or two more people who who are giving you a portion of their life, you know, some, you know, some grains of sand of their of the time that they've been given in their hourglass and they're devoting that to what you have to say. And so it is a privilege to just have one or two. So anyway, they so they started this thing out and it was just a bunch of guys who got together just to have like reunions and and. And really, in the early days, they didn't have a whole lot of plans of, you know, that this was going to be grow into something big. They, you know, Leo was going back into radio more of a, you know, as a full time thing. And he, he actually got uh, a, a gig up doing the call for help show up on uh, up in Canada, a station called Tech TV Canada, I think is what it was called. But it was help. I got a mat or help. I got a mat. No, it was a, a call for help in Canada. So Leo had this day job. So did these other guys after, you know, they were let go from tech TV or after they left tech TV, they all went to um, various different places in technology because that's, of course, that was their, that's a, that was their heart. That was their passion. That was their experience. And so they, they all went and did their own things. But they started out just getting together 
a bunch of guys talking about technology. And it was for the love of doing it. Nothing more. It was just for the love of it. And I've got, I've got proof of that that I'll share here in a little bit. However, things have changed for Leo since then. And oh, by the way, so, so if it's not been obvious, I, I love Leo. And, and, and the reason I'm, I'm excited about this podcast, because if I think there's ever been a podcast, by the way, uh, as of today, let me look here right now. I'm looking, I'm going to my episode guide and do 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 okay as of today i i will have recorded more than 1758 podcast episodes since 2005 that's that's a lot of podcasts so the, i w- after today i will have recorded more than 1758 episodes of podcasts out of all the podcasts that i've ever produced if there is ever a chance that leo laporte might get some kind of whim out there that that I exist and and that I have a podcast this could be a podcast that he might get referred to and he might listen to I I have no clue uh and with that I just want to say Leo if you happen to be listening to this you I'm a huge fan of yours and I want to say that up front and foremost and and I have been a fan since I first found you on screensavers and I'll probably be a fan of you for the rest of my life for, you know, as long as you're doing uh, any kind of technology, because I, I really enjoy um, your way of covering tech and and your personality. I, I, I like you as an individual, how you have, you know, grown things. And, and also, I see you as a pioneer in many different areas as, as far as uh, social media, technology, networking. I learned a lot of things I know today I've learned through listening to you and your various friends on the Twit Network. So with that being said, I just want to say up front, first and foremost, that I'm a huge fan of Leo Laporte. And I really genuinely look up to him as 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 a role model for, for me in many respects. Uh, so there you go. My favorite podcasters in the world are Leo Laporte and Father Roderick. Those are my two favorite podcasters in the world. Those are the first two podcasters I ever found. Uh, and I found Father Roderick as a result of Leo Laporte. So, uh, but today we're going to talk about Leo Laporte. Recently, Mashable.com posted an article, and it says this. The, the title of the article, Leo Laporte makes $1.5 million per year from podcasting. Here's the video. All right? So, so Leo Laporte makes $1.5 million per year from podcasting. All right. So let me let me just read to you what Pete Cashmere over at the uh, Mashable.com site says. He says, podcast pioneer Leo Laporte gave a talk at the Online News Association conference in San Francisco recently, giving insights into the future of media coupled with anecdotes from his work in television and radio. The keynote entitled Lunch with Leo runs 40 minutes, but is well worth the time if you're involved in online media and broadcasting. The most interesting tidbit, Leo Laporte's Twit This Week in Tech Network does $1.5 million in revenue per year, doubling yearly. His costs, however, are more impressive. It only takes $350,000 per year to run the business with seven employees. So uh, basically, uh, I'm going to be posting a link to this article in the show notes for episode number 130 at podcastanswerman.com. I'm also going to take that video. I believe that I have the ability to embed that full video in 
the um, blog post as well for this for the show notes on this episode. Now, when he, they said if it, it's worth the forty minutes, it's absolutely worth the forty minutes. In fact, I've watched the forty minutes twice. Once I watched it, and then the second time through, I went in and recorded the audio while I watched it the second time. And then after that, I've listened to the recorded audio so that I could pull out clips because there are some very interesting things that, and, and I'll be quite honest with you, a few things that I found quite troubling, or at least one thing I found quite troubling. And, uh, I'd like to share that with you. But before I go into anything else, I would like to just play for you a little clip here. This is Leo Laporte kind of just, uh, sharing with folks, um, you know, just a, a very quick overview of of where he's been so so here's a little audio from that talk if you do a tech channel you do it for people who love tech the problem is that's not a big enough group for them and they're worried that advertisers won't buy it so i went out we started in 2005 i did the first podcast this week in tech which was my old tech tv buddies we sat around it was cheap crappy microphones off-the-shelf computer gear we got bandwidth on loan from america online and uh, all of a sudden, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are listening. All of a sudden, I'm bigger than tech TV ever was for pennies. Launched another podcast, another podcast. I'm now doing about 20 audio podcasts. We reach millions of people every month. Uh, we have a budget that is, because I've grown, we have seven people now working for me full-time. Two editors, uh, a producer, a business manager, an office manager, um, we, we uh, spend about, I don't know, $350,000 a year on revenue of about $1.5 a year, and it's doubling every single year. Not the costs, in fact. The costs are pretty static. The revenue. So, there's, so it's exploded. So it's exploded. Basically, think about this. A guy with cheap, crappy microphones. Cheap, crappy microphones. Okay, listen to this. I'm just going to play a little bit of a clip of this. Listen to this audio right here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm moving it. I've moved it to. I'm moving it to a new <laughs> server. Maybe that'll help. Uh, I don't know. It's a skittish server. It's that's that. And now here's another one. We're not asking for much. Two dollars a month. Okay, so you see the audio quality. So so he even admits a guy. Oh no, granted this. Okay, by the way, granted this guy's got a following like you would not believe. I mean he he's a select he. There is no doubt. Prior to his first episode of any podcast, Leo Laporte is a celebrity in the tech world. So when you get a celebrity who starts a podcast, you're going to get an audience. All right. It doesn't matter even if you have cheap, crappy mics. And he explains that, yeah, he did. Tens of thousands of it's hundreds of thousands of people started to, to, to listen. In fact, now he's got more. He's got 20 audio podcasts and now he's reaching listen to this millions of people every month millions of people every month he even says i'm even i'm bigger than tech tv ever was all right now and then of course he shares the numbers he's got seven employees that work there for him all right. He spends a total average of $350,000 a year to run this whole thing. And the revenue, the revenue is $1.5 million a year, doubling every year. 
And what's doubling every year? Not the cost. In fact, the costs sometimes are actually reducing. The costs are going down. The cost of bandwidth going down. But the revenue, even though the cost of running the network is going down, his revenue is doubling every year. All right. So this all sounds great. And I'm like, listen to this. I'm thinking, wow, this is awesome. I'm so glad I found this. What a gem. All right. And be, and then, of course, uh, why is that so successful? Why is that so su- successful? Now, by the way, Leo Laborde's a little bit of a hippie guy. All right. Back in the day, um, you know, I, I can't say anything for Leo Laporte and, and, and his uh, his earlier days. But uh, it comes through a little bit in how he talks about advertisers right here. You know, advertisers, thanks to Google and Facebook, advertisers have been smoking the crack of Google and Facebook, and they no longer want that shake weed that the networks are offering. They want... (laughs) I'm wearing a Jerry Garcia tie in case you... Yeah, you old farts. So, (laughs) what's happened is advertisers are no longer content with loosely engaged large numbers of people who may or may not be paying any attention. It's not working for them. What they're more and more interested in is speaking to targeted audiences. What do you... Facebook's a a miracle. Google and Facebook are a miracle if you think about it. They're going to transform this industry. If you think the newspapers and the television are in trouble now, just wait a few years. Because... Facebook and Google offer advertisers the holy grail. When you go, when you buy an ad on, on those platforms, you're buying an ad from somebody who is interested in buying your product. They're pre-qualified. Yeah, I can get 18 million on Seinfeld, but, our, but I have to pay for 18 million. I only want to talk to 100,000. On Facebook and Google, I get that 100,000 and no more. All right, so there you go. Advertisers, they're, you know, they're, they're hooked on the stuff that Google and Facebook, cheap advertising with desperately driven down right to the point. You're right, look, you're talking only to the eyeballs, only to the ears that, of the people who are interested in your product. And of course, you know, he says the advertisers, sure, they can find, they can pay, they can speak to 18 million people, but they don't want to speak. Listen to this. I love this. That they are no longer content with loosely engaged large numbers of people who may or may not be listening. All right. They want to speak to the, you know, they, they would rather speak to 100,000 people who are desperately interested in their products and services, and they're able to get that 100,000 and pay for, and basically pay for no more than that 100,000. Um, now, before I move forward, is that John is in the chat room and he says, but Cliff, if you're saying that we can become this famous with our podcast the way that Leo did it, uh, then I would have to argue with you on that point. And you've never heard me say those words. And so, by golly, you, and, and I would never even dream to say so. No, that, matter of fact, that, that's why I was making such a huge point to say that please understand, Leo Laporte, before he recorded his first episode, was a celebrity. So if, if you know, matter of fact, Oprah's got some podcasts out there, I believe. She's even got some video podcasts. You know, Oprah, she could launch a podcast. She could launch a brand new podcast today, and I guarantee you she'll have a million subscribers within the first week if she wanted to. All right? No doubt whatsoever, one million subscribers within seven days from Oprah. Guaranteed. 
Hands down. These people are celebrities. Now, is, is Leo Laporte a, 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 as big as Oprah? Probably. No, a, probably. Absolutely not. But is Leo Laporte as big as Oprah when you think about the technology world? In my mind, yes. In your minds, I don't know. Maybe you disagree with me there. Although there's no question that his his status, his hundreds, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people came from his, his status as a... Uh, as a celebrity on television and in radio. So, yeah, absolutely, no doubt whatsoever. No, Cliff is never going to tell you you can become that famous uh, with your podcast the way that Leo did it. Now, would I, would I argue this? Listen to this. How about a, how about a guy who lives in, in Kentucky, all right? How about a guy who lives in Kentucky who sells insurance for a living, you know, and and basically has no broadcast history whatsoever has re- has really hardly ever spoken to anybody outside of the you know the tri-state area that he lives in you know hardly knows anything about the rest of the world and but just has a love and passion for technology among other passions you know what what's the chances of a guy from Kentucky building a network of 23 different podcasts and having 47,000 subscribers without having some kind of prior exposure to a large audience. Well, it can be done. You know, now am I reaching hundreds of thousands or millions of people? I will say this. I will simply say not yet. Not yet. I will one day. I, I believe that. I, I have faith that one day my wife and I and, and, and the other people that are co-hosts with me on the gspn.tv, the Generally Speaking Production Network, I believe we will reach hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, I, I believe we're only at the very tip of the iceberg of where we're going with this. Now, will it always be podcasting? I don't know. But I want to tell you this. Podcasting is what earned Leo Laporte the money. That he has received. Now, listen to what Leo says next, because I'm, I'm so, like so far, I am really, really digging this talk that Leo gave. I mean, this is so exciting to me. But then, ah, oh, it's it's as though I was a, a a big balloon blown up as big as it could be, and somebody just stuck a pin in it when and 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 I just completely deflated when I heard Leo say this. I'll talk a little bit about what we're doing next. Because podcasting essentially is dead. In fact, I, I, I knew podcasting was dead the day we started it. It's too darn hard. Um, one of the advantages you have with, with television and newspaper is it's easy. Television, you sit down, you push a button, it's there. Um, and podcasting is a, a lot, you have to, you know, in some ways that's our strength because anybody who's listening wants to be there. But we've kind of topped out, and every podcast will tell you this, the growth has really stopped because you have to figure out where the po- that the podcast exists, figure out how to get it on iTunes. You have to go to the iTunes store for something that's free. You have to push a subscribe button. Boy, that sounds like I'm going to be paying some money. They already got my credit card. Then you have to figure out how to get it on your portable device. Then you have to listen to it. It's just too hard. Now, uh, Ray is in the chat room, and he says, no, it's sort of taken out of context. Well, yeah, it, the, the talk is 40 minutes long, and so I can't, um, I can't play the whole 40 minutes of that audio here, but I am going to provide a link to the, or, uh, an embedded copy of the video in the show notes. I encourage you to go check it out. Um, but no, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely taken out of context, but in, in no matter what context you say it, 
he says podcasting is dead and ha- and he knew that podcasting was dead this the day we started it all right uh regardless of what context that was in the the phrase is podcasting is dead is dead you know it's going nowhere is is I, I don't know what other context you can say that in but podcasting really doesn't have a future um and we knew that from the day we started that that is basically um and, and of course uh ray is saying he means that it's it's it, it will be something different it will morph and okay uh, i agree with that only i disagree with him though i i i he does mean that it's going to morph it's going to turn into something and and may and actually i don't think he does believe that i don't think he believes it's going to turn into something that's more easy and by the way when i talk podcasting i'm talking about subscribable media delivered to you via rss feed so i'm i'm actually sticking with the hardcore definition of what a podcast is i'm not talking about media and i understand that leo is talking about the future of media and he's talking to pe- to media people and so yeah it it may not be the best model for them right now but podcasting is not dead podcasting in the form of going and subscribing to content and having it delivered to you via rss is not dead and it wasn't the dead it wasn't dead the day he started because when they were excited with 1000 subscribers 2000 subscribers you know they are they're not too they're not too upset about the fact that millions of people each month millions of people each month are being reached through their podcast via subscriptions delivered RSS content. And so I agree that he has a point that for him, he's he's wanting to get beyond that. And in fact, he's he's basically said that, that the, the numbers have um, the the numbers have topped off. Uh, the growth has stopped. If you ask anybody, you'll know that. Well, my friends, uh, I did not have 47,000 subscribers last year. I, di- I just didn't. I had uh, probably about 25,000 subscribers last year. And, you know, the, the very first year I started podcasting, you know, I maybe had, you know, I think after a year of podcasting, I had worked myself up to about 14,000 subscribers. So, you know, it, it, it took me a while to build to where I'm at, you know, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure I'm way beyond 47,000 subscribers because I, I do see each number. Matter of fact, we just launched uh, the Biggest Loser Fan podcast which um, is we it's actually been out for three weeks now and we're already over a thousand subscribers within the first three weeks and that one as soon as word gets out about that that one's going to explode as well uh, so it, I mean it's yeah I, I don't see I don't see the slowing growth I don't and I am I am approached every single day with emails from individuals who say I just found your podcast I was looking for uh, an episode of Grey's Anatomy online and I found your Grey's Anatomy fan podcast and wow, this is amazing. And and then you mentioned something about Family from the Heart or the Full-Time Mom podcast. I started listening to those and I love it. And by the way, my numbers aren't just growing, you know, but the number of people who are finding me for the first time and the number who, who of people who are paying me money for our content is growing. It, it's not growing fast, but you got to imagine the economy that we're in and and I believe that eventually we're going to work ourselves out of the kind of economy that we're in. And I, I think we're going to see some growth there as well. But, you know, as far as how do you monetize, we're not going to get into that yet. We're going to talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But uh, podcasting, dead? No. But let, let's see where Leo's going with podcasting because this is what he had to say next. So I realized this about a year ago. 
and I launched. When he says that, I realized this about a year ago. He's talking about, I realized this, you know, that, that things are changing, that, that eh, we, we've kind of slowed our growth. And so here we go. So I realized this about a year ago and I launched a new initiative. We're streaming live 24 seven. Initially, it was just me making the podcast. Well, that was the content we had, but we're slowly growing it out. We're talking uh, to people like the New York Times to add content. We're doing more shows. We're doing news. What I want to build and what we can build very cheaply using off-the-shelf technology is essentially a CNN for geeks that's only on the Internet, that's there whenever they want it. All they have to know is the website. That's a lot easier than going to iTunes. So we've done that. The numbers are still a fraction of the download numbers. The downloads still are how we make our money, but we're slowly growing those da- those live view numbers. All right, so there you go. So Leo, as I was clicking the play button, even before uh, Bruce, well, actually, Bruce has heard this. I know that he's already seen the video. But Bruce says in the chat room right now, he says, if Leo's not careful, he could outrun, outpace, and outpace what makes podcasting so great and fall and fall off the cliff of something very close to old media. And matter of fact, it, it, I, I was like, as soon as I heard him say CNN for geeks, you know, CNN for geeks, Leo, I, again, I, I, I want to make sure that you understand. I have a great deal of respect for you. And, and I, and you know, I, it's, I, I still do. I mean, even with everything that I might be upset with, you know, how you think that podcasting is dead and it's, it's pretty much going to go nowhere. It's too hard. By the way, podcasting is not hard. I, it, now it's not easy. I agree. It's not one button. It's not just go to a website, but in a way it is. I have, look, can I just say we have 47,000 subscribers to our content. All right, 47,000 subscribers to our content. Do you know that I, I do not include any uh, anything other than subscribe? When I say those subscriber numbers, those are the people who are subscribed to our content, who get every single episode via RSS. Now, that is only 60% of the people who listen to our content. 40% just simply go to weeklylostpodcast.com and click play. 40% go to DesperateHousewivesPodcast.com and click play. 40% go to FamilyFromTheHeart.com and press play. Whose fault is it that those people don't know how to subscribe to my po- content? Well, that falls back on me. And it falls back on you guys to help your friends understand how they can do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but so, you know, people are going to live. People are going to live. In fact, he continues to talk about live in this clip right here. And we're going to offer something the networks don't offer, which is you can watch what's going on right now. People love live. Uh, they're really engaged with live. I think a lot of our audience is doing something on the computer. A lot of them are, are at home alone, as most geeks are. Lonely, sad. We're their friend. You think I'm joking, but it's true. And then, then we're minimized there. They listen, and if something happens, you know, if a girl shows up, they, they make the screen bigger, and they go, oh, and then they can minimize it again. So we're always there. We're, but this is what I learned from radio. That's why people watch radio or listen to radio. It's, it's, it's comforting. So we're always there in the background. But let's say you don't want to watch what's going on live now. You'll be able to go to that Roku box. You'll see, oh, that's live. No, I'm not that interested in security. I'd like to know more about the Mac. And you're going to have the list of all the shows and you can watch anything at any time. So it's both on demand and live. 
All right. Oh, my goodness. Leo, again, I'm going to preface this. Regardless of anything, how I feel, I still respect you, and I still love what you're doing. But I, I'm, I must say, I was a little bit upset about how you stereotyped your audience. And I know that you're joking. I know that you made a stretch. But you're saying, number one, people love live. All right? I don't love live. Yeah, No, I don't love live. People don't love live. I disagree 100%. People do not love live. A portion of people love live. 21 people in my chat room love live. Thousands of people love to get this when they want, where they want. 21 people in the chat room, thousands. Matter of fact, let's go back. People love live, all right? People love live. Let's uh, see if I can... uh, Go here, right here. People love live. The numbers are still a fraction of the download numbers. The downloads still are how we make our money, but we're slowly growing those da- those live view numbers. All right. So uh, again, one more time. The numbers are still a fraction of the download numbers. And da- there you go. Still an, a fraction of the download numbers. All right. So we already know that Leo Laporte, you know, can have half million dollar or half million dollar, half a million downloads, five hundred thousand. 500,000 downloads or more of This Week in Tech, all right? And I have, now, by the way, I've only went to This Week in Tech, maybe uh, the twit, twitlive.tv. I've only watched that live maybe five times ever since Leo did it, and most of it was when he was just starting out. But as recently as uh, a couple months back, before Bit Gravity started doing his live stream, I would actually watch as he was. It was in the last days of him using Stickcam when the number of viewers were there. Uh, when it showed the number of viewers, you know they were they were topping out right around five thousand, six thousand live uh, people there, and those people came because well, it was new, it was exciting, and and stuff like that. But that's that's five six thousand people compared to five hundred thousand subscribers via RSS. All right, and and so you know, and and, and again, listen listen to it because it, we're slowly and and where's the money come from? The numbers are still a fraction of the download numbers, and downloads still are how we make our money. But we're slowly growing those da- those live view numbers. All right, I want to ask you. Um, I want to ask you, for those of you who are listening, how do you watch television these days? Do you own a DVR? Do you own a digital video recorder? And if you own a digital re- video recorder, do you use it? All right. Um, I would I would suggest maybe you do. Uh, I would. Everybody I know pretty much has a DVR. Most people that I know use that DVR. Matter of fact, today I know people who say, you know what, I, I need a DVR that can record two different programs at the same time. And and if I can't, and by the way, not only do I need that, but I also, there are, there's three shows that I love on Monday night. And so because I'm not going to, I'm not going to adjust my schedule to the network schedule. I'm going to DVR two of the shows, and one of those shows I'm going to watch on Hulu the next day. All right, so so l- people don't love live. People are people love time shifted. Now there is an element about live that is exciting. For example, I can I can uh, 
see the chat room here and and I can see that people some people agree with me some people disagree with me and and that's perfectly fine and I can see that and they can actually shape and and kind of uh direct the place where I go with some of the things that I say you know and 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 that's you know where you can ask questions where you can put in comments and and people love interacting with other people when they're listening to the content so um some people do love live and there are people out there I just want to say there are people out there who do not have a DVR and th- you know if they have a favorite television show by golly they will be there live when lost is on there's no way I'm trusting that to technology so absolutely I'm going to be listening to that live there's no doubt in, in my mind or in listening to it I'm going to be watching it but when I watch something I want to watch professionally created, generated content. And what I mean by professional, I mean something extremely entertaining. Now, I will say, Leo, if, if you were on my television and nothing else, if there was, you know, if I, I didn't have any episodes of uh, Hell's Kitchen or if, if I was all caught up on the Big Bang Theory, if I was all caught up on Heroes and Flash Forward and Lost and Fringe and... You know, all the other shows that I love to watch on television, if I, I was just like bored, silly, you know, I, I would say, you know what, if Leo was one of the options on the on a box, uh, you know, on my DVR from the satellite company, then sure, uh, I would definitely click on you and I would watch you. And I did. I, and I did that all the time on the screensavers. You know, I, 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 I used to DVR the screensavers. And matter of fact, when the DVR came out and I could start DVRing you, it was amazing. I didn't love live. I watched live, but I didn't love live, you know. And so, um, you know, basically, to do to do. And then, uh, so John's in the chat chat room saying, "However, Cliff, I don't think that your network would have been as successful if you didn't have a live video stream." Uh, there are some definitely some benefits, and live video stream here has certainly increased our viewership recording you know 10 or 11 episodes on Thursdays sometimes uh brings people in it does cross promotion but no my my network was growing steadily before we had regular live shows i mean it it was it was growing um and and again i have 47,000 subscribers on an average Thursday from you know recording from you know as early as six o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening maybe 800 people over the course of the day will show up here today you know that that matter of fact no actually that number's wrong since the since the Ustream reset uh halfway into the social media serenity we've had 442 people here uh so yeah but but that's not 47,000 and now as far as the video is concerned as far as um, the connection, this is where people connect. And I completely agree with Leo there. People, there are, there are, is going to be a small percentage and it's going to be a fraction of the download numbers. Uh, but a small percentage of people will want to connect with the, the person creating the media on a personal level. And that's why I love that, um, you know, you've got Ray here and Jerrica and John and, Bruce and and all these other people and and not and you guys don't know this but half the people that I I would name off in my chat room right now they're all disguised behind usernames and I'm able to tell you their names off the top of my head because I interact with them now I agree with Leo that you know by golly we need to expand out we need to reach out if you want to continue to to grow there there's more than just podcasting but I guess the problem 
that I have is just saying that podcasting, that, that, that this thing is dead. It's like saying YouTube is dead. It's like saying that blogs are dead. It, those things aren't dead. It's that we need to continue to use all different forms of media. I'm using, you know, I use, I use YouTube. I use Facebook videos and, and I use Facebook to link. I use Twitter. Um, I use Hello Text to go to all the other networks that I don't interact on personally. I use a chat room. I'm broadcasting myself in my studio almost pretty much six days a week. And you can come here and talk with me anytime. I encourage you to check out gspn.tv slash watercooler. Go find out what that is. You know, there's a whole lot that you can do. But just because I desire to move in a different direction doesn't mean that the what the what i'm what i'm moving away from is dead all right that that's where i'm coming from it, um you know the, the fact is is leo's recording all this video you know he's recording all this video but doesn't make it available via rss feed he believes that there's no, he nobody's interested in that nobody's interested in that but you know what there's a there's a person is it odd tv is it odtv let me just see if i can find this for you guys uh, go to odtv.me, odtv.me. This is uh, on-demand twit video, all-volunteer, non-commercial. And basically what you have is you have a group of people who have gone and they are watching the stream live and they are using their computer to capture the video and audio together of this content that Twit that the Twit network is putting out, and then they are making it available as as downloaded podcast episodes, video podcast episodes. So you can actually put this on your on your iPhone uh, and and take it with you, portable on demand video. You can take the Twit podcast with you. And to say that people aren't interested in it, well, then I would beg you to, why does odd TV, ODTV dot me, why does that exist? It's because people do want to be able to take this stuff with them. And of course, the, you know, now, I, honestly, the only reason I'm somewhat interested in the video of this stuff is because now that they're doing video, they make reference to lots of things. It's like, do you see this? And oh, by the way, here you can see it on the website. And of course, then you, I, I believe you're starting to alienate some of the people who are listening to your audio podcast, but you know, that is what it is. Uh, but, you know, I, here's the deal. Let me let me go back to this one because I, there there's one thing I want to go back to the the stereotyping of of the audience. Let, let's let me play Leo Laporte number five here again. And we're going to offer something the networks don't offer, which is you can watch what's going on right now. People love live. Uh, they're really engaged with live. I think a lot of our audience is doing something on the computer. A lot of them are are at home alone, as most geeks are, lonely, sad. <laughs> we're their friend. You think I'm joking, but it's true. And then, then we're minimized there. They listen, and if something happens, you know, if a girl shows up, they, they make the screen bigger, and they go, oh, and then they can minimize it again. So we're always there. We're, but this is what I learned from radio. That's why people watch radio or listen to radio. It's, it's, it's comforting. So we're always there in the background. We're always there in the background for five or 6,000 people. We're always there in the background for five or 6,000 people. Not where's the other four hundred and you know ninety five thousand people? They're downloading your podcast and listening to it in their on their commute to work. 
can I tell you, I've I've never listened to this week in tech in in minimized form in the background. Um, matter of fact, I I listen to this week in tech in my car. I listen to this week in tech when I'm walking on the treadmill. I listen to this week in tech when I'm walking through my neighborhood. Uh, I'm listening to This Week in Tech when I'm sitting at the doctor's office waiting for 25 minutes for my my doctor to call me back to go see him. I'm listening to This Week in Tech when I'm out and away from what I'm doing on the computer, which is usually work, and uh, I need to focus on what I'm doing. And when I'm in, when I'm not doing that and I'm still at home, I'm watching television or I'm hanging out with my family. I am not a lonely guy, you know, just like waiting for, oh, there's a girl's voice in the background. And I know that's just a joke. And I get that. But do you see where I'm coming from? I I, I think that there are still 495,000 people who are subscribed to Twit who are taking this stuff with them. I am not arguing that people aren't engaged and people interacting uh, to the live content. But the 409, the bills are still getting paid. The $1.5 million is being paid not because 5,000 people have it minimized listening in the background. That is not paying Leo and Twit $1.5 million. So um, that, that's pretty much where I'm going with this. Now, let, let me say, in all fairness, I do want to I want to I want to congratulate Leo for saying this in his speech. Yeah, I can get 18 million on Seinfeld. Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong one. This one. We're in such a time of change. I don't I do not attempt to predict stuff because I mean, if Bill Gates couldn't predict the Internet, who am I to predict what's going to happen? Well, there you go. And, and, and that's just it. Things are changing. Things are evolving. And and you know what? He, he mentioned a couple things about podcasting. He says it's just too darn hard. Uh, I disagree with that. I, I, I don't think it's too darn hard. I think that we can educate people, but I think it can be easier. I think it can be easier. And I think one day something's going to happen and people are going to make it easier. I, I, I think it will one day become easier. And I like what Bruce said earlier in the chat room. He says, I think some people are just going to get excited and, and they're going to want the content so much that, you know, they'll they'll adjust themselves to learn how to use this. And, you know, I remember when blogging was just too darn hard. And and today I, I know people's grandparents who are blogging. Seriously. People's grandparents who've got blogger blogs and they're out putting blogs up every day. And it, it's just it's just amazing. And of course, you know, and, and I know he's talking to media. You know, he's like, where's media? Where's where's mass media shifting to? You know, and, and, and so I, I realized that, yeah, I'm taking this out of context. But the only thing that I'm taking issue with is the, the statement that podcasting is dead. And, it, and it's not every day, every day I am getting a phone call from people who say, Cliff, I want to hire you to teach me how to do this thing called podcasting. I just found out about it a month ago, and I have this great idea on how I could provide this kind of content both on my website, but also knowing that people could subscribe this and take it to this. This is really awesome. I'd like to do that. And of course, when those people hire me, do I am I content to just train them how to podcast and say, here, go on your way, put your put your audio con out? No, I'm like, let's talk about, OK, do you want to grow an audience? Do you want to build a brand? Let's talk about Twitter. Let's talk about Facebook. Let's talk about social media. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk. Let's talk about philosophies of interacting with people. Let's talk about building you know, community and let's talk about giving your audience the tools. Let's talk about putting, you know, your audience, giving your audience a voice, 
You know, there, there's so much more. Let's talk about using YouTube and how you can use that to, to, you know, take the content that you've generated and put more out there. Let's talk about all the other different venues. And I, can I just say, I'm so excited that Leo's looking at Roku, you know, but you know what? I have no desire to ever buy a Roku box. So, you know, I, I, I but you know what? He's taking one step forward and I'm excited about that. But, I hope he never gets rid of the subscribable content because if he gets rid of the subscribable content, sure. Am I still, I've, I opened this podcast up by telling you, I, I love Lil Port. I, I really do. But if he takes away the RSS feeds and I no longer have the ability to do that and all of a sudden the audio only becomes, only becomes, um, you know, referenced if he begins to alienate me completely by only referencing what I can see, and Dignation did this all the time. You know, Dignation used to put out an audio version of their video co- podcast each week, and I could I couldn't stand watch the the um what or listening to Dignation anymore because I always wanted to go and find out what they were looking at. So I subscribed to the video, but I don't have time to watch an hour's worth of video while I'm driving down the road or while I'm walking through the neighborhood, but I certainly have a t- an hour's worth of time, sometimes two or three hours worth of time, sometimes five hours worth of time on a com- on a trip to Nashville to listen to audio. So Absolutely. Please just don't ever take, you know, you can say podcast is, podcasting is dead all you want. Just don't leave the world of podcasting, Leo. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Now, just to give you an idea, you know, I, I, I just want to play this one once again, not to rub it in or anything, but I just, I do want to say this one because, you know, obviously, why why do I get so defensive of podcasting is dead statements? Well, I've only been defensive of it in, defensive of it in two places. Michael W. Gohagen Leo Laporte. You know what? If anybody else out there says Leo uh, that podcasting is dead, chances are I could care less. All right, but the uh, when it, when some so when some pioneers of podcasting start declaring that podcasting is dead when they're making one point five million dollars revenue from it, um, I get a little concerned about that because you know what? People are looking to get into podcasting. I think podcasting. This is there's never been a better time to get into podcasting than right now. More people know about podcasting today than ever before. In fact, um, I'm going to pause this recording right here, and I want to uh, I want to go to a clip here. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, you know, let let me just go ahead and play this clip from and Leo here. We're in such a time of change. I don't I do not attempt to predict stuff because I mean, if Bill Gates couldn't predict the internet, who am I to predict what's going to happen? Okay, so so Leo says, I knew it from the beginning that podcasting was dead, although I've built a $1.5 million empire uh, known as the Twit Network out of it, but it was dead from the beginning. Um, I hope that you sense my sarcasm there. Now, and I say that today that this has never been a better time to start a podcast. Listen to this. This is I, I recorded this this morning. Uh, for the About the Church podcast, listen to this. But uh, it, it very much uh, is something I'd, I'd be—I think would be interesting to know. When, when you're talking to to college students, how many? You know, what's the percentage of people that you talk to that understand what a podcast is? Well, when I go in my actual church, uh, most people don't know uh, anything about podcasting. Uh, but when I go on the college, I would say. 
at least nine out of ten students know exactly what podcasting is. Whoa, 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 wait a second. So, by the way, that is a guy who does campus ministry, uh, does campus ministry, and has been doing campus ministry for ten years. All right, and uh, he just told you that most people in general, you know, out there, they don't have a clue what podcasting is. But if you go on the college campus. You know, people who have grown up with technology, people who, are, you know, what know how to get music and buy, you know, know what Hulu is and stuff like that. Nine out of ten people, he says, knows exactly what podcasting is. And and also, you know, it, you know, this isn't the first time that Leo said some things that just kind of just, you know, seem a little far fetched. And and I and I just I do want to point this out. Back in the early days of This Week in Tech, um, there there was all kinds of talk. And this wasn't just Leo, but it was there was a huge movement in podcasting that this is just for the love of the game kind of thing. It's like, listen, we, this is all about performance. This is all about just love and what we do. Uh, you know, we all have, you know, we, we are not in this for the money. We're in this because we love it. And I agree. And I that was, dude. That's amazing stuff, and I I couldn't agree with you. I mean, more about the fact that you know you gotta love this stuff. You gotta have passion for it. People aren't gonna listen. But uh, let me let me play this clip here. This is from I believe this was episode number nine, uh, and this is back on June fifteenth of 05. This is when they were very excited about the fact that no, we'll never take advertisers. Here you go. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm moving it. I've moved it to. I'm moving it to a new server. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. I don't know. It's a skittish server. It's well. It's just you know, ladies and gentlemen. If you contribute to Twit.tv, there's a good chance we'll be able to get a faster server. You'll get all of the Twit features you know and love on the website, and of course, you'll keep advertising off of Twit.tv and yes, out of the Patrick, Twit podcast. Nicely done. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, you could donate just. <laughs> We uh, we actually we really actually if you can get us some money we'll do our best to get a faster server and better connection so the the website won't throttle down the website's twittv.com you look at the bar on the right side there's opportunities to contribute you twitt.tv continuing donation don't make which any is promises I can't keep twenty dollars a year for a single donation <laughs> well we're gonna make a promise we're gonna try to keep. And uh, you can do a one-time donation of any amount. (laughs) We know that a lot of you have asked for non-PayPal options. We are. We are working on that. Leo's working on getting a secure postal office box. Yes, we are. So you can send me checks. Why can't... Mm. (laughs) You remember that? I did. I forgot about that. Now that (laughs) I'm in the office... Send the check. Send the check, people. And and, and and this is episode number 27. So, I mean, they went on about this for a long time. We're not asking for much. $2 a month. That's all we ask. Uh, and uh, we or do appreciate it. A year. Or $20 a year or whatever you see fit. Uh, but it is helping us make this a better podcast. And I hope at some time that we probably will have a, a financial structure that doesn't require donations that maybe we'll be able to charge for the video, give away the audio, something like that. We have a plan. So even even back in episode twenty seven, he thinks that the the audio has little value, but the video is something people will pay for. Do you see that this is exactly what he's thinking about his Twit network? He's doing he's spending a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of energy to put in this live video, 
and for you know six thousand people right now, and and I don't know the, the six thousand number is when they were still using Stickcam a long time ago. He's probably reached. He might even be reaching fifty thousand people. I, I I don't know. It's it's not five hundred thousand. He even said it's only a fraction of the numbers. You know of the downloads. And that the downloads is where the money is. But even back then, it's like, ah, we're going to find a way to make money on this somehow. Uh, but but maybe we'll we'll charge for the video. Uh, but we definitely don't want advertising. Definitely don't want advertising. In fact, here's here's this is back in episode 21. Yes, sir. What's your name? Brooke Drum. Hi, Brooke. Welcome. Hey. I just wonder what the business model is for this. <laughs> either you guys are rich or you're bored. Because, oh. <laughs> I mean, you guys are well-known, and but rich guys and like us wanting to start a podcast or video cast, no one knows us. Right. So what's the incentive? Is it is it just for fun, or is it's there a way to make money off this? guys like you from taking our, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I think if we didn't do it, you know, then we'd be a problem. It's fun for me. So you, you're you not taking that. advertising or anything, so no. how do you do it? Patrick, you raised your hand. Would you explain uh, our business model? This is partially just pure vicious bitterness and vengeance on the part of a bunch of people. Who Do you remember believe. the original name of the show? Yeah, <laughs> the Revenge of the Screensavers. It's so a- it was almost, you could say, it was purely motivated by malice. <laughs> <laughs> there's no money in that, though. Well, don't, I, don't knock actually, malice. There's though. a lot of money in that because it works really well on major media. Just look around at what gets broadcast. I mean, Jerry Springer, all about the hate, right? Mm, so- the, uh- Somebody sent me an email. I got the greatest email saying, "What's your business model?" Because uh, he says, you know, I know you do this and this. Do you make all the money on books? What, what are you making? The, how are you making a living? And, so but we have day jobs. We all have day jobs. <laughs> you know, I do <laughs> a TV and radio show. Yeah. Hey, Patrick Pretty works wait, for wait, PC who, Magazine. Who here doesn't work full-time for themselves or someone else? Well, the only one who really is in this for real is Prager and Kevin because they're doing Revision yeah. 3. And that's, I mean, and they're actually, the ones really putting their butts on the line. But we all have jobs. And I'll get fired if enough people don't watch Digital Life TV. DigitalLifeTV.com. They're a business model. These guys are just blowing smoke. A business model will emerge. (laughs) That's not blowing smoke? One will emerge. I think really at this point, I mean, the the model is, and all of this is paid for by donations. So uh, we do it for free. Although I think we have enough donations that we could probably pay people, you know, some some small amount of money for appearing on it. But it's not a business. We, We were never created it as a business. We created it because we like doing it. It's a public service. Well, it's not that either. We create it because we like doing it. It's fun. People like it. It's a public service. I like to look at like the Grateful Dead had a place where you could record their stuff, you know. Right. And, uh, a, taper's, a taper's pavilion. Yeah, yeah. And, and it didn't hurt them. They got bigger than <sighs> any other band all. in the world. Yeah. yeah. So. I th- you know, I, we, we all get some benefit. I don't think Call for Help would be back on t- G4. My if it blog at Dvorak.org slash blog numbers have doubled. Have it? Has it? If you say it again, it might go triple, you know. Dvorak.org slash blog. There you go. Look at that. So we all get some publicity out of it. But publicity in itself doesn't yeah, make and, you money. And, and, and most of the time we reject that kind of thing. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is, is right now... There's Why are you not on mic? Can you put your mic somewhere that I can hear it? It's, it's been there the whole... I know, but I don't hear you very well. Is it unplugged? I can, no, no. no, I can hear you. Just talk into it a little more yeah <laughs> when i do that i breathe and when there i breathe you get upset don't breathe either though <laughs> yes you can talk but not the, breathe the thing is like the the model for for all this ip stuff is right to to borrow from dvorak it's all evolving right there's no nielsen there's no arbitron rating system and the problem is if you're looking for somebody else to pay for this they either have to trust and believe in your product like a sponsorship you get for a race car which is a nightmare to get or you have to prove by hosting all of your own content that you have a large enough user base to warrant somebody spending on it right the advertising model is usually CPM cost per thousand listeners and you know you get paid X number of dollars for cost per thousand listeners which is usually either verified by you holding up something that says hey I had 150,000 downloads last week at 150,000 bodies 
or it's done through you know other other means. And it's a messy, messy, but messy we, system to set up. We have proof of numbers. We yeah. have good numbers, and yeah. we could probably make money on this. In fact, you know, I mean, we're probably we're losing turning, a lot of money. Yeah, we're turning away advertisers all the time. We didn't want advertisers because we didn't want to have anybody tell us that. First of all, we weren't completely independent. Uh, we didn't want anybody snooping into our... You know, we're all rebels. We're, we're rebelling against... <laughs> except for Dvorak. No, no that's, it's please. true. That's how this got started, John, is we did the only limit we give ourselves. We are rebels. That PG-13 rating. So Get the Sennheiser headset. AOL, there is a condition for the bandwidth we get from AOL. We get two things from AOL. We get bandwidth, so we don't have to pay for that, which is something that you as a podcaster would have to figure out. How are we going to do that? You could do BitTorrent, but then you couldn't be on iTunes. And iTunes is a very important publicity medium. So that's an issue. We get bandwidth from AOL in return. We actually get two things. We get bandwidth, and they play this on AOL radio, which is very valuable. That's 10 million uniques a month. So that exposes us to a large audience. So they're giving us airplay, and they're giving us bandwidth in return for us saying AOL radio, you know, thanks for the bandwidth, which we've just done, so we don't have to do it again. <laughs> but that's the only business deal we have on this. And, and, uh, and I'm happy about it. I don't want to have to deal with those people. I don't, I don't want to have to talk to an advertiser every week. Yeah, it's cool to be on your own. I mean, it is. I, I just love it. We're very lucky. Yeah. We can do what we like to do, and, uh, and, and people enjoy it. I think that that's a privilege. So there is no, there's not really a business model. I mean, if you want to do your own podcast, you could, you could create one. Subscription or advertising be the two ways to go. But I don't think anybody is yet really making money on podcasting. You do it as a labor of love. Yeah, back then nobody was making money on podcasting, I agree. But I'm glad that I didn't listen to Leo back then. I'm just glad I didn't listen to Leo back then because, uh, you know, and of course, I, I, I'll have to tell you when when everybody said, Cliff, you need to quit your career in insurance and do podcasting full time. I, I thought there's no way nobody makes money doing podcasts. It's a labor of love. It's just something you do. It's just something I, I believed it. I, I, I did believe it, but I'm glad that I got over that. And, um, you know, I just want to toss some numbers out to you. Uh, you know, we have this thing called gspn.tv plus membership. You know, it doesn't take a, a rocket science to figure out how much money is generated from, you know, $10 a month and 310 people. Uh, you know, that comes out to, uh, well, let's see here, 3,100 a month. Is that right? Yep. And you multiply that by 12, you're looking at approximately $37,000 of income coming in from, re- from producing content. Um, consulting. Now, my consulting business is slowly picking up. Uh, and in fact, my rates are going up on November 1st. And uh, e- without my rates going up, based upon the last three months, um, I'm making, you know, if, if I was to average what I made the last three months and continue to just make that much, which I think I'll make more. But if I was to just take the last three months, which, by the way, I just I do want to preface this by saying it took me uh, over a year and a half before I made any money, pretty much. But but now I am I'm we're, we're doing very good. I've 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 shared it many times. God has blessed this. So thirty seven thousand dollars income coming in from GSPN TV premium plus sponsor or memberships. Um I may it based upon if if I continue to make what I've made the last three months and just stayed there, that's sixty thousand dollars a year of coming in from consulting. I haven't figured out how much profit I've made off of equipment sales, but I have sold more than seventy thousand dollars worth of audio equipment. Um, so basically, 
you can see that nobody's making money off a of podcast. I'm making a living off of podcasting and I didn't make it, you know, it, it, it took me, I started this back in December of 2005. Uh, it's taken me, you know, almost four years to get to where I am today, but it, it it's something that I decided that this is something I have to do. This is, I, I can't imagine not doing this. And you know where will I be in five years from now? I have no idea. I, I mean, I I still see my I still see myself podcasting. I still see myself creating content that is subscribable, downloadable. To, you can listen to anywhere you want, anytime you want, and that's where my audience is. And I ask my audience, I, I ask the people who matter the most, and that's the people who pay me ten dollars a month for my content. Once a year, I send out a survey. Please tell me what do you want? How are you listening to this? And I, I cater to those people. And I also ask those people, I say, why did you decide to pay me money? You know, what, what's in it for you? What, 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 what would possess you to pay me money on a monthly basis? And I know what those things are. And I've learned how, how to say, okay, well, that, then that, well, then I know that I need to stop spinning my wheels over here and I need to start focusing on this. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, would I put my, would I record all my stuff in video and put it on Roku box? Absolutely. I would do it in a heartbeat. If I had the ability to do that and I had the resources financially to do that and I had the staff to help me do that. And by the way, all the numbers that I just gave you, I am the, you know, with Stephanie comes down and she co-hosts shows, but when it comes to all the other stuff she, and she comes down once a month to help me or twice a month to help me with the accounting work, um, twice a month, she'll come down to do that. Everything else. This is a one man show for producing all this content. Um, and and of course, a huge word of thanks goes out to Chris Biting, to Andy Traub, to Sarah Rader, to DG Hollams, to Eric Fisher. I mean, our our co-hosts are amazing for our shows, uh, and 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 this community. I mean, this community is. I mean, it's the people who come who are uh, helping to build this. The people who who have plugged in and said, you know what, I believe in what you guys are doing. I see you guys have a vision and a passion for the future, and and I want to be on board. I want to I want to be a part of this. And it's more than just podcasting. It's more than just technology. I mean, people's lives are being changed. Um, you know, I mean, if you go to gspn.tv slash blog and, and, and look at some of the pictures where people are pursuing a more balanced life and, and you know, just all the different things that are happening, it's just amazing. So my friends, podcasting isn't dead. And and Leo, I love you, man. I I really do. And and I, I'm kind of just glad that you weren't right about pa- the fact that nobody's going to make money in podcasting. Uh, and and I'm glad that you you were you weren't right that podcasting was dead from the beginning and that it grew to you reaching millions of people uh, and and bringing in revenue of 1.5 million and. And and you know what I I hope you do get on the Roku box I hope you get on Xbox Live I hope you get on Hulu I hope you get on all of those different places and that you become accessible everywhere But please oh please Leo Laporte never take my RSS feed away Let me continue to get your audio content and please if you if you start going to all video do me a favor make that video available so that I can subscribe to it on uh my iphone and and watch it on my iphone on my where i want when i want and uh unfortunately if you move to all video and you're only talking about the stuff and and it only makes sense to to watch it and it no longer makes sense to listen to it because you reference everything that you're you're showing on the screen 
then unfortunately, I'm not going to have enough time to listen to uh, This Week in Tech every every single week, never missing an episode ever since, you know, 2005. Uh, I'm not going to be able to listen to every single episode of Mac Break Weekly. I'm not going to be able to listen to or watch, I should say. I'm not going to be able to consume every episode of This Week in Google. I won't be able to consume every episode of The Daily Gizwiz. I won't be able to consume... Um, about one or two episodes a month of the tech guy uh, on radio show. Uh, I will probably only be able to consume approximately maybe a half an hour to an hour and a half of your content on a regular, on a weekly basis. So, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. But anyway, I've gone on way too long. And uh, like I said, I, I knew I was going to be passionate about this topic and I'm not even going to say all the normal stuff. If you want to hire me to be a podcast consultant, if you think podcasting still has a chance, give me a call. Uh, my phone number is all over my website. My email address is on my website. Go to podcastanswerman.com. I'd love to help you. If you're looking for some audio equipment so that you can not have cheap, crappy equipment, but sound as good as Leo and everybody else does these days, give me a call. I can help you with that as well. Anyway, I'm out of here. God bless you all. Until next time, Viva La Podcasting. <laughs>